visiting with our Shop of the Week, presented by Amogee Bank. And one of the opportunities that we're looking at with Westlake Nation is to expand our podcast uh, reach just a little bit. So we reach into the golf team. And uh, Sean Carl Dobson, as we take a look at uh, really the last two weeks and mm-hmm. your body of work, but this is nothing new for you. This is year four at Westlake. You've signed with Stanford, and right now it seems like you've got the world on cruise control. But when it comes to being academically sound at Westlake, I know that that is a big, big part of how you manage golf and how you manage your work for school. Take people through that because I don't think anybody really understands just how difficult it is to time manage. Particularly with golf where our schedule, you know, practice-wise, we're starting at 7.30 in the morning and we don't get done until 6 p.m. or later. So we're going really from, from dawn to dusk. But particularly with tournaments, we're playing a lot of the time 36 holes, which is a 10-hour, 11-hour day. Um, so missing school, you have to explain to some teachers that you can't exactly roll in from 36 holes and do your days worth of school in the hotel room before the next round. Um, but teachers are great. Um, they help me a lot. But time management's massive and making up for time lost, you know, at the golf course, away from the golf course, you're kind of on Google Classroom a lot. And so you're trying to kind of catch up, trying to see what you missed. And teachers are flexible. So just send them an email and say, hey, I'm out. When can I get this done? Um, Something I've done in the last couple of years, which has helped me a lot, is I've emailed the teachers before I leave. Like, hey, I'm gone next Tuesday through Thursday. Can I get stuff done beforehand? Do you want me to do it afterwards? And that gives you kind of some more stock with teachers in terms of their willingness to help you. Well, they always want communication. And, you know, my mom was a teacher and that's all she asked for. She said, look, communicate with me. I've got hundreds of other kids literally and I think the communication and teaching that communication early on Mm -hmm. in a sport is so huge because it teaches you to communicate with other adults whether they are older younger it doesn't matter but it it really gets that point across of how communication is such a big part of not only the way that you continue your academic career but also how you continue your professional career especially on the golf course because Mm -hmm. as a lot of people know there's a ton of communication going on on the golf course definitely there is um, and even planning around your golf course you know I'm scheduling tournaments six months a year in advance and so you kind of have to have that sort of foresight at all times and figure out what tournaments you need to play to get your rankings in the spot to get into other stuff and so you're planning you know six months a year maybe two years ahead Um, so communication is massive not just in the classroom but in your day-to-day life and in your golf career as well so three straight titles Mm -hmm. is something that i know is special around here especially now Mm -hmm. but it's for the golf team four straight titles this is your chance to win a fourth straight title Mm -hmm. and this is your chance to win as a program the fifth consecutive state golf championship and i think when you start talking about three peats four peats and five peats it starts to really settle in that because of covid we didn't forget about golf but golf has been this kind of ongoing thing at westlake Mm -hmm. where they've been good for so long that we almost forgot how good they were. <laughs> it's something that I don't want to say gets overlooked, but it's, I mean, we never really play at the school. Like, you know, you get the basketball court, you can roll it, watch a game, football field goal, roll it, watch a game. You got to roll like an hour to watch a golf tournament. And not only that, but you're there all day. So it's like, it's a commitment and it's not something that's really, you know, in the face of the students and the, the faculty here. And yeah, we're just kind of used to winning, right? You know, you hear golf wins a state championship and you're like, oh, great, cool. You know, what's different? Well, that, uh, our success is built on the backs of the guys who came a couple years before us. And you got Reed Davenport, Thomas Pockle, Matthew Denton, who really kind of set a culture of winning here. And we've kept it going. And I think also playing for your school gives you that extra bit of pride. Because for me, there are so many kids in what I call country club sports. You know, mm-hmm. you can talk about, or club sports in general. You can talk about the UIL sports where there's clubs. You know, sometimes kids from Westlake choose the club route or they choose to play on their own. They don't choose to play for their high school. What's unique at what Coach Noakes has done is said, hey, look, I'm all in at this being basically a Division One golf program mm-hmm. 
prior to college. And I think that culture of how he runs the program and how he manages it, you know, I kind of look at your training schedule and talking to Coach Jones earlier this year, and I'm, I'm thinking the golf team lifts. Heck yeah, they lift. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the go- same for the girls. Coach Pruitt's the same way. So you have athletes that play golf at Westlake, yes. and, and that's why they're good. Right. That, that's the trend that's been the last, you know, since Tiger. Um, you know, you got guys like Rory McIlroy, Brooks Koepka, Dustin Johnson, who are athletes who play golf. Like, Dustin Johnson's a freak of nature. He could do anything. And so the fact that he's playing golf, is it, it puts it in a new light. It sets a different kind of precedent when it comes to work ethic. We're in that W is a, a big thing. When you guys step on the on the course, you guys come out to the practice range or on the putting green right before you take one tee, everybody knows Westlake's in the house. Part of that intimidation factor that we talk about with some of those pros, mm-hmm. especially Tiger. So my, my first tournament freshman year was at a golf course called Morris Williams. It's just a 15-minute drive from Westlake, and I was thinking, oh, you know, whatever. It's just a high school tournament. And we rolled up, and we're wearing the W. We got our blue sweater on. We got our Westlake hat. We got our Westlake bags. And we walk off that bus, and the entire range stops to look at us. And I'm like, oh, man, this program is something special. Let me win by, like, 35. It's not even close, right? And that's kind of continued my entire four years. Like, when the Westlake golf team rolls up somewhere, the whole practice facility stops. And it's like, oh, crap, we got to deal with these guys. And that's it's a special feeling, and it's a special pride you have in the team. And I'm playing with some of my best friends, the camaraderie out there, and playing with my brothers. And so it's a different type of pride to play in a sport that is really quite lonely, quite individual, to step up together and accomplish something together for each other. It's very special. You know, grads like Justin Tucker, and even we go back to the 80s with guys like Jeff Ward, who Mm -hmm. were kickers, they often refer to playing that position and kicking field goals to the work ethic and, you say, the solitude of golf. Mm -hmm. And they actually liken their kick to a golf swing. I make that point, SK, to talk about how focused and mentally tough it is to be a golfer at any level. Even just to enjoy the sport, you got to be mentally tough. I'm buddies with Charlie Barnett. We have uh, He sits my English table, and we talk about that a decent amount, about sort of the comparisons between golf and kicking, and there are quite a few. It's the same mentality of, you know, when you're at a golf course and you're setting up for, say, you got a shot, you've got a bunch of factors to play in. You've got lie, wind, temperature, humidity, the way that the greens are reacting, the way that you're hitting the ball, what kind of shot you want to hit. And so it's really two very different areas. You have a shot where you're planning, and then you got to go play it. And if you start to mix those is when kind of disaster strikes in. So if you're not very, very careful and very intent with separating what you're trying to do with the shot and actually doing it, you're smoked, which is similar to kicking a field goal, right? Like you got to figure out what you're going to do and then just do it. If you start trying to figure out what you're going to do while you're doing it, you're smoked. you got to shut that mind off, and that's what Charlie talked about because, as you well know, Charlie missed a bunch of field goals from long range, and then all of a sudden in that moment in the state championship game, mm-hmm. he drills a 53-yarder right through the uprights, and it had room to spare. So it tells you that, hey, it's not the kick. It's the it's the mental side of what can I do? How can I do it? And in that particular moment, I think Charlie elevated his game. I look at it as, well, those kicks that he missed from 40 mm-hmm. plus yards had no bearing on the game. It was almost like a practice kick. Right. This one had bearing on the game and it's similar to a shot. This one right here, if I don't land this on the green, I'm not putting out for par and I'm not getting my 62 at the Silicon Valley. <laughs> so I, I often think of that approach mm-hmm. and it's unique that that's what it's called an approach in spite of shooting 10 under par bogey free round at the silicon valley a couple of weeks ago which is impressive what was more impressive is that it was a dogfight oh man it was tough it, it got down to the stretch the uh the guy i was playing with was just making everything so you know i on that front nine i shot 62 the first day which was just a blackout moment played some of the best golf I've ever played didn't make a mistake was just kind of in the zone that day i uh, came up the next day front nine was just rough 
mentally, I was kind of just peeping the scoreboards every couple of holes. You got to set up, and they're very easy to view behind the green. So I was just like, ah, and you're chipping away in the wrong direction of the lead. I'm giving them back. On nine, I kind of had a mentality flip of like, well, A, you can't shoot 62, break a bunch of records, and then lose the tournament, right? Like, right. that's just something that, that, that can't happen. You don't want to be that guy. You that's, don't, that's 10 cup stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and two, just, you know, why am I so concerned with what the other guys are doing? Like, it's golf. You know, Tiger said, you know, he can control what he's doing. If what he's doing intimidates you, that's your own problem. And so it just goes into, all right, control the things I can control, reset, get in my own brain, get in my own mind, stop focus on external things, and just do what you can do. Play your golf. And that's really what makes this golf team so special, is that everyone on the golf team has the ability to snap in and just focus on themselves and do what they do. And you're doing it for a greater cause. You're doing it for Westlake. You know, you're not playing for yourself. You're playing for the other four guys on the team. And I think that's also unique when you play in these individual tournaments, the accolades that you get. The first thing they say is Sean Carl Dobson of Austin Westlake. Mm-hmm. They are not singling you out as an individual golfer. You're not nope. a pro yet. You're, no. you're, you're not even a collegiate athlete yet. No. And that's really what, to me, preserves this brand, this Westlake Nation brand that, that has been around a long time, but with social media and the ability to cover golf and our year-round coverage of all things Westlake. You mm-hmm. know, If you were ever to tell me a few years years ago that I would be going out to Georgetown to watch you guys putt out for a state championship, it tells you how much care factor is when it comes to not only what you put into golf, but what you get out of it as well. It's a good moment to talk about what's next for you because, yes, you can have those blackout moments, shoot 10 under par, and then come back and fight it out on day two and win the tournament, but it's about why. Your why is is more important than the what that you're mm-hmm. getting out of this. What's your why, Sean Carl? To be honest with you, I'm almost stunned I'm in the position I'm in. I, I started golf because it's just what my friends did like when I went to the golf course it's where my buddies were and then throughout my entire career I haven't really taken it that seriously I've just kind of had fun with it you know like my practices are not exactly like regimented you know we're gonna putt for two hours do putting drills technique drills on the swing chip around you know have your different stations set up I'm just like well I couldn't hit a fairway to save my life last week so we should probably do that a couple times make a couple drills but other than that let's just have fun with it let's hit four irons on the bunkers let's hit three wood from 50 yards and so for me it was just fun and you know the accolades the you know obviously everyone loves to set records and win tournaments but like it doesn't really matter that much like who cares you know, I'd set them. I barely care. So when it comes to why I do it at Westlake, it's because I want to do it for my for my guys. I want to do it for my brothers. I've been here with them for four years. We fought in the weight room every morning. We go and practice. We fight against each other. But when it comes down to it, you know, we're a squad. We are Westlake. And so winning with them is such a special feeling. That's such a unique feeling. And it's a gratification you don't get anywhere else. So let's talk about the last two days when you're the dog. You can get off the bus at a statewide tournament like the Aggie Cup, mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, we're here, mm-hmm. and we're going to play well until you don't play well. Right. As, as far as well by your standards, mm-hmm. Westlake goes into round two down a stroke to Memorial, and then one of two schools, you and Memorial break 300 as a squad, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But this is the game of golf in a nutshell. Sean Carl Dobson, Silicon Valley, three miles away from Stanford, where he's going to go on to collegiate greatness, shoots 62, wins the tournament on day two, in a dogfight with a guy behind him. Then shoots 80 mm-hmm. in the first round and then comes back the next day and shoots 70 mm-hmm. to help win the tournament by 27 shots. Right. That to me is literally golf personified. For a sport where the ball doesn't move, it's pretty challenging, isn't it? Coming off the win last week, I still prepped this tournament how I would any tournament. Um, but that first day, I the fact that we weren't winning that tournament, we weren't winning Aggie Cup, I, I take full responsibility for that. That 80 was brutal. It wasn't even bad golf. It was just very, very stupid mental mistakes, course management mistakes, stuff that I've done a million times I know not to do. And so that's absolutely my fault. 
and I wanted to kind of bring it back for my guys the second day. You know, we sat in the room, we watched the Rams playoff game that night, and there wasn't an ounce of nerves in the room. We were just relaxed, happy, cracking jokes, having a good time, because we know what was going to happen. We knew we were going to win the tournament. It wasn't close. Playing for each other, it takes the individual aspect completely out of it. Sosa won the tournament, Zach finished second. They had great, great tournaments, but you got to win for your guys. And they're focused on winning for the team. They're not focused on winning for themselves. And winning for themselves is almost like just a secondary factor. Like, you know, they're very happy to win. They're happy to have top finishes, but they want to make sure that the team gets the W. Right, and there's a reason why the state tournament, even at the regional tournament, and even at the district tournament, they're very quick to say no Westlake or anybody else won the tournament. And here's who placed individually. And for a sport that is all about the individuals at primarily the professional level, and mm-hmm. of course, that's what most people are used to turning on. Sunday afternoon, they're going to watch the Masters. They're going to watch right. the Majors. They're going to say, okay, this is, you know, it's almost like watching drive in NASCAR. We're going to root for this guy, this person, you know, in the LPGA, this player is who Mm -hmm. we're going to watch. Instead, you're getting to watch four guys and those four guys are going to go out and you're going to see okay well this guy's great off the tee this guy's epic in his short game this guy can putt Mm -hmm. and it really starts to take on that notion of a team yeah we might all score right around the same but it's how we score whether it's you know basketball here's a guy that can d up football here's a guy that can run routes you know Mm -hmm. you've got your guys that specialize in in being great at what they do what would you say who's the baddest dude on your team who's the guy that you kind of go out every day and go man when that guy puts it together special things happen man there are so many great guys on our golf team and one of the things that makes our team unique and why we can travel to different tournaments different conditions and play well is that there really isn't a guy on our team whose game isn't complete like no one has a glaring weakness right it's not like one guy can't drive the ball to save his life one guy can't putt like everyone's pretty good at everything i'm i'm picking between zach kingsland and jacob sosa right now zach kingsland is probably the greatest ball striker i've seen at the high school level maybe even the collegiate level i mean the guy doesn't miss but jake he can look like he's 10 over par and be four under like he can hit it anywhere and make a number i saw him on eight yesterday eight at miramont goes up to the left there's a creek short of the green it's one of the toughest greens on the course very very undulating and he has blasted the ball like 40 right into a bunker lays the sod over it into this fescue bush short of a tree i'm like oh man what is sosa doing here and he walks out of it with par and i'm like how did you a you found that ball Two, you got that ball in the green and made the putt like what in the world is that when it comes to scrambling sosa is one of the best, if not the best, I've ever seen. Like and he can do anything with the golf ball. It's it's remarkable, you know, watching them the state tournament last year. It's that ice cold mentality. He actually smiles on the course. He actually mm-hmm. looks like he's having a pretty good time. Yeah. And that's when he was short of the green mm-hmm. on eighteen. You sit there and go, okay, he's short. How's he going to get it up? Oh, there it is. Bam makes his par putt. Bam state championship. Exactly. And that's really when it. Even though there was no threat, but earlier in the round, you know, you think of his par three effort on thirteen, and then. And somehow just makes it happen. And and to me that that tells me that you got a lot of guys that really understand what playing golf at the next level is like. And mm-hmm. that leads me to your next level. You had a lot of people interested in your golf career. <laughs> uh, when it whether it's, you know, Arizona State Oklahoma State here in town at Texas, but you choose Stanford, and I have to know that it's got to be more than a guy named Tiger that, that's kind of <laughs> keeping you there. What was your thought process in going, I'm going there? I was incredibly fortunate. I was honestly shocked at the uh, the amount of offers and, and coaches who were interested. 
when it comes down to it, look, I love the coaches of Texas, Coach Fields, JP. They're awesome guys. I've known them my entire life. I've known the team my entire life. I wanted to get out of Texas. I wanted to get out of Austin just because in, you know, in golf, you have different conditions. You have different grasses that you play on. And I think if I'm going to be successful at the professional level, I have to become comfortable with conditions that I really haven't seen very much. And that was one of the gratifying things about shooting 62 is that I'm going to a golf course in a city where the ball flies different. The grasses react different. The greens break different. Even in the fairway, the ball sits differently. So you're having to re- kind of react and adjust to all these, what seem like minute differences, but they really play out in, on quite a large factor. And so just getting out of Texas, getting out of the bent grass and the high wind and just going somewhere new, experiencing something new. I mean, if for real, I wasn't going to turn down a Stanford education for free. (laughs) (laughs) Golfers are different. You know, the solitude is one thing. And I think sometimes, and even if you're listening to this podcast, you kind of go, is is Sean Carl an 18-year-old guy or is he a 25-year-old guy? Because, (laughs) you know, your coach even even talks about you being an old soul and your ability to put sentences together obviously comes from, you know, the Westlake education, your upbringing, Mm -hmm. and then just the game of golf itself. There's a ton of terminology. But I also have to remember that you're an 18-year-old kid. <laughs> what does the 18-year-old kid version of Sean Carl Dobson like to do? What's your music before the round, music during the round? What's your go-to that kind of gets you in your mindset to play golf? You know, I, I try not to take myself too seriously. I mean, golf it shows, is, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> golf is a game. Like, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going home to a heated house with food and a dog. My life doesn't really change depending on the score I shoot. And I'm incredibly lucky to be in that position. But, you know, before the round, I have a great playlist. Lots of Beatles. Ariana Grande is a massive hit in that one. Just some feel-good music, chill music, get yourself in the right mindset. I like to have fun with it. I have fun, I mess around with my buddies a lot before the tournament. We uh, we play a lot of poker before rounds. We just kind of have a good time with it and take it wherever we, we go. Final thought, Callan Noakes, obviously. Legend. Legendary status here at West Legendary. Lake. A lot of people don't really understand that he's not only running the program, but he's also in part running an athletic department, but also he's, he's doing private lessons on the side. Mm-hmm. And he's actually bird-dogging in the community, finding yep. out where the good golfers are and saying, yep. hey, let me train you, let me help you, let me. Mm-hmm. It, and people go, wow, that sounds strange. Stranger than a high school coach going down to the middle school and teaching <laughs> offense and defense. That's it's yeah. the same thing. But talk about what he means to all of this. I mean, he is an irreplaceable human being. He's an absolute legend in high school golf, in golf in general. I mean, when I was going through recruiting, I all I had to say was Westlake, and they all know Cal Noakes. So within college, within any rank of golf, he is very, very well-known and very, very well-regarded. The program he runs here is unlike anywhere else in high school. It's basically a Division One program, and he's done that himself. He went to Vanderbilt. He went to Texas. He watched them lift. He watched them practice, and he modeled our programs after them. And so we're running basically a scaled-down Division One program in high school. And so he is running an unbelievable program. He's a great guy. We're incredibly lucky to have him. And he is a massive, massive part of the reason why we're successful. And when it comes to prepping players, not just for high school golf, but to be successful in college and after that, you can't have a better man do it. What makes him special as a coach in high school is that he's not just your high school coach. He is there for you any hour, any day, any week any year while you're here or after you graduate. He's Sean Carl Dobson. He's our Shap of the Week. You know, we talked about this with Coach Dodge. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're a high school team, but if you act professionally, you know, how you go about practice, how you go about doing the work and the grind, if you will, mm-hmm. I think people recognize a lot of this conversation in our weekly chats with Coach Dodge during football season, mm-hmm. whether we're talking to Coach Salazar, it is the same type of grind with a different sport. And I think that could be said for all Westlake sports, whether it's women's basketball, men's basketball, softball, baseball. There is a grind that has to happen for success to come of it you have to fall in love with that grind when did you fall in love that is playing golf i just i love playing golf 
You know, I don't love practicing. I don't think anybody really does. But how intricate of a sport it is, how detailed it is. You know, the ability to create shots where you know think outside the box and and just kind of problem solve. It's it's just a big puzzle to me. And so putting together the puzzle pieces and figuring out what's within my abilities to do, what's in the conditions abilities to do, how I can most effective do it, show off a little bit while I'm doing it, have some fun. But it's just an enormous puzzle, and I love it. I absolutely love playing it. He's Sean Carl Dobson, our Shaft of the Week. Thanks so much. For awesome. Thank you for having me.